Welcome to Mondays with Melissa. Join us every Monday to talk about health, wellness, mom life, faith, hope, and anything in between. I'm your host, Melissa Rolfs. I'm a holistic health and life coach, and I help women break free from sugar and stress eating so they can be calm, confident, and in control. After my own tumultuous journey with food, sugar, and stress eating, I found freedom, and my heart and my desire is for you to find freedom too. So let's start on the journey. Hello and welcome to Mondays with Melissa. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that you were able to join us last week for the How to Feel Good Without Food workshop. If you weren't able to join us, please send me an email, Melissa at free, the number two, the letter B coaching.com. And I will send you a replay because I really do believe that what I'm talking about today has a huge correlation with finding freedom, finding freedom from the struggle with food. Pardon me. I have not had enough coffee today, apparently. So I want to talk about self-esteem because I think self-esteem is something that we associate or think or believe that if we lose weight, if we look a certain way, if we get a certain job, if we get married, if we have kids, if we fill in the blank, we're going to feel better about ourselves, which will obviously affect our self-esteem, right? Well, self-esteem is how you view yourself and it's the lens through which you consider who you are. And so if you have low self-esteem and you view yourself in a negative way, none of those things are going to change that. It's a band-aid, right? Like it's a, it's a lie. It's, it's shooting for the wrong source. And when you have low self-esteem, it's easy to fixate on your flaws. And so those things don't solve that problem. So I'm going to share some things you can do today to really work on your self-esteem so that you don't have to lose weight or get a new job or get married or buy a house or whatever the lie is that we've been led to believe that's been marketed towards us that we need to help us to have self-confidence and self-esteem. So I think the first thing we need to do is to stop living in the past. A lot of times we'll hold on to old mistakes, we'll replay them in our minds, wishing we could do things differently. And the problem with that is you cannot change the past. What you can do is you can forgive yourself and let go of mistakes. And you can do this by journaling. And if you choose, destroy the pages when you're finished. And I think you also can learn from your mistakes and just pause and give yourself permission to say, okay, so this happened. Should I be in this situation again? Should something like this happen again? What would I do differently next time? And so you're prepared. You have a better way to respond going forward. The other thing you can do is do things that you enjoy. Low self-esteem can really take a toll on all of your ambitions. You might be at a job that you hate. Maybe you feel miserable as a mom. And building up your self-esteem can help you find joy in those things, whether it's being a mom or whether it's a job. What do you enjoy? What areas do you shine in? Start asking people around you those questions. Do a little self-discovery 
and find something that you enjoy. We have this thing in our coaching pro in my coaching program called the wheel of life. And really it's the concept that everything in our life is interconnected. And if one area of the wheel is out of balance, it causes everything else to be off balance. So that's why it's so important to look at this and say, hey, maybe I'm off balance here and it's affecting everything. So what can I do to bring it back into balance? The next thing you can do is finish a project you really care about. Focus on what you're naturally drawn to. Maybe you are crafty or you are a whiz in the kitchen and you love to try new recipes. When you focus on finishing projects you enjoy and that bring you pleasure, your self-esteem will slowly increase. You'll start to feel better about yourself and you'll have energy to do even more of the things that you love. And so it's a really gradual process to building up our self-esteem. It's not something that happens overnight. I really encourage you to concentrate on taking small steps toward your goals and to be kind to yourself. When you make a mistake, we can oftentimes be our own worst enemy and that really doesn't serve anybody. So maybe take some time to journal, journal the following questions. What do you struggle to forgive yourself for? What do you enjoy about your job or the season of life that you're in? And also what do you dislike about it? And then the next thing is what projects do you enjoy working on in your spare time? Believing in yourself is often known as the cause of success, but if you have low self-esteem, it's not easy to believe in yourself. You might struggle to step outside of your comfort zone and look for a way to make your life better. You might just think that you're stuck and nothing can be changed. You might believe you don't have the means to better yourself or that you don't deserve a better life. And so you can change your life and it starts with believing in yourself, but first we need to identify what's holding you back. And I'm going to go over three common self-esteem killers that can keep you from living out your true potential. First one is comparison. And it's easy to do this, especially in our digital age. Maybe we find somebody on social who looks like their house is always clean. Their kids are always smiling and in their matching outfits and they eat everything on the dinner table, blah, 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 right? But the flip side is that is that on social, people are often showing us what's in front of the curtain. We don't often get to see behind the curtain. We don't see what it's like when the kids have the flu or they haven't done the laundry. We don't see that because people don't show us that. Seeing your friend's good days can leave you feeling like you're a failure because your house doesn't look like hers. And when you're on social, again, you're constantly exposed to the best side of somebody's life. You rarely see the ugly parts too. So just be mindful of that when you're scrolling your feed that people are oftentimes showing you be in front of the curtain rather than behind. Let's talk about past situations because the past often shapes us and affects us far more than we realize. Negative situations in your past can make it hard for you to believe in yourself. Maybe you were in a toxic relationship with a partner who was verbally abusive, or maybe you grew up with an alcoholic parent, or maybe you were bullied in middle school. And your past can be the biggest threat to your present if you don't act. It can take a toll on your self-esteem. It can crush your self-confidence. If you've been in a bad situation in the past, you'll need to retrain your thought process. And that's what I do as a coach. I help people retrain their thought process. I help them create new habits because a lot of times we do get stuck in the past and we find that the ways that we've used to handle things like turning to food 
no longer help us. They don't make us feel better. So I help women learn easy new strategies they can use to feel better instead of turning to food for relief. Current relationships. Are there current relationship with a dynamic that keeps you questioning yourselves? Sometimes other people can undermine your sense of self-esteem. They might do it subtly and maybe unknowingly by making unkind remarks. They might dismiss the remarks as jokes. They might discourage you from acting on a project that you were excited about. They might tell you you're not good enough to reach your goals. Few things are more painful than a friend or a loved one that is unkind and unsupportive. And if possible, I encourage you to have a conversation with this person about their behavior because in a healthy relationships, there's room on both sides for honesty. If your loved one or friend still won't be supportive, you may consider limiting your interactions with them. If you do have to be around this person for some reason, try to have a nurturing activity planned for yourself later after your interaction, because again, that's another thing that can trigger us to reach for food is our interactions with other people and how they treat us or didn't treat us. So something to be mindful of. More journal prompts. Journal your thoughts. Who do you compare your life to and why? How has a past situation affected your self-esteem? And is there someone in your life that makes you feel insecure? Who is it? And in what ways is this person crushing your self-confidence? So these are some things to consider today regarding self-esteem. You know, maybe ask if you're encouraged and uplifted by friends and family. Are you pursuing new experiences? Are you playing small in any areas? And all of these things can really kind of be indicators that we have an opportunity to grow in our self-esteem. So I just want you to know that you can be happy, you can be healthy, you can be free. You don't have to turn to food to feel good about yourself. Self-esteem and self-confidence is really an inside job. And that's what coaching does. It helps people really find the freedom from what's kept them stuck. And sometimes that's low self-esteem and low self-confidence. That was my story. So if that relates, if you'd like encouragement on your journey, I'd encourage you to schedule a feel good without food strategy session where we'll come up with a plan of attack. So you can get unstuck and feel good without needing to turn to food for relief. So I can't wait to see you next week. Bye for now. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. I have become increasingly aware of the damage that diet culture is having on women, how it is causing us to really loathe our bodies instead of love them. And I can't help but wonder what would happen if women would not focus on losing the weight, but they would focus on losing the hate the hate of their bodies, the hate of their obsession with food, the hate of clothes not fitting, just everything that goes with that. And what if you really could find peace and freedom with food, with your body, and with your life? Well, I believe that you can, and I'm so excited to share my new resource. I have a very quick, like 30 minute workshop and guide 
on how to find body peace and freedom. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes because I really believe this resource is so important for so many of you right now. And I want as many women as possible to get their hands on it. So if this would be beneficial to you, if it would be beneficial to someone you know, please share it. It's time to stop focusing on losing the weight and focus on losing the hate. Love you guys. chances are good. If you are catching this episode, you are likely aware that the podcast has been paused. However, I am still coaching and helping teen girls and women find freedom from the struggle with food. I would love to invite you to stay connected with me on my website, my Facebook, my Instagram, my LinkedIn. All those links are in the show notes. You can also grab a copy of my book, Finding Freedom, or if you would like to schedule your own free personalized food struggle assessment call, please schedule using the link in the show notes as well. One last gift for you is a quick 15 minute video on how to find freedom from the food struggle for good. And that link is included as well. So thank you for being a part of the journey. I appreciate you. I'm so glad that you're here and I will look forward to being in touch on other platforms. Bye for now.